So the other day you had mentioned something about um, truck drivers passing on to the next generation or something to that effect. What were you talking about? Well, on my way with the kids the other day, I was driving and there was a bobtail near, you know, like they were making a turn in front of us. And I, you know, just happened to mention, hey, that's called a bobtail because I used to do it when the kids, the older kids were younger and. I had our grandchildren, and I'm like, yeah, that's what it's called. And they're like, oh, okay. And my mom, who's 80, said, I never knew that. I'm like, wow, you know, all these years, you've never known what that's called. She goes, no. And then I went on to explain how stopping is for them and so forth because they don't have a trailer and all. And it made me think that sometimes these generations aren't truly passing on this knowledge that is every day because down the road, we're coming through construction and there is a a tractor, uh, you know, uh, a tractor and trailer going around me and um, it was going down to one lane and he went flying past me and I was in the lane I was supposed to be in and he came up and he was next to a tanker and my mom said, "I, I remember the day when truck drivers would do this thing. It's probably illegal, she said, but they would sit there and they would kind of scoot over a little bit so people couldn't come rushing up because all these people kept rushing up and they were going around us when, you know, it was going down to one lane and you know how it bottlenecks then. So she said, drivers used to do that. She said, I don't see it as much anymore. You mean like blocking the lane? Yeah, splitting the lane. And I said, you know, that's what they used to do. And, I, and then I told her how sometimes they would go and the two the two trucks will stay side by side. And then at the last minute, the one truck will let the other truck in front of them so that they're legally, quote, not splitting the lane then and still holding back all those people trying to fly past them. But this was, you know, it was right there at the arrow. So and then I had to go and tell them how it was an Indian arrow and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, as far as that particular subject goes, I mean, you know, I've seen a study in Germany where they zipper. You know what I mean? They literally, they were showing videos on like um, when they're coming into construction, they literally just one goes, one will come in, the other one will come in from both sides. They just, and sometimes, believe it or not, there's studies, um, and I've been guilty of holding the traffic back. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with another rig, when I was a driver, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to hold these guys back and uh, we'll wait till the very last second and then we'll kind of you know, merge together. And, you know, we would do that, but what I've learned, I think, I think that's actually wrong because if you just let both lanes get fully filled up, see what happened, let me tell you what happens. People see left lane closing half a mile ahead. And then what happens is everybody starts jumping over to the right lane, 80% of them. And then it leaves this long stretch on the left that goes all the way up to where you have to merge. And what happens is everybody that uh, got over too quick, they feel that, oh, the other guys are cheating. We're just going to not let them in. And it creates a little bit of uh, chaos and stress. When if you would just stay in your lane until the very last second, if everybody... Okay, if you're in the, I think what happens is really, I'm in the left lane, it says left lane closing, and I panic because, oh my God, I'll never get over. But what people don't realize is, if you would just go to where you stop, the other 
the other lane's going to stop also. And then really, most people are, I know people are going to disagree with this statement, but once you get to the stop part, most people are pretty courteous. They let you in and out. Every now and then you get a jackass that's, you know, going to just hold it a line and, and not let you in. But most people will let you in. I mean, it really does actually work out better if you just fill both lanes. If, if people did do it that way. But what happens is there are so many people that just fly up to get around that they're just flying up and going around and going around and going around. And like you said, the people that are in the lane that staying open, you have a long line of people that are actually have gotten over when the arrow towed them to get over and well, well, you have the other side that is, is staying open to a point because the other ones are just flying up, flying up, flying up. But listen, the arrow didn't tell them to get over. The arrow just warned them that they're going to have to get over because this lane is going to run out. So they just figure, well, you better get over now. 80% of the people, maybe even 90, they all shoot over right away. And what happens is two things. Then you get somebody that's saying, oh, I'll just keep going. I, okay, and then you always get somebody who wants to play the hero, and he'll come out and block them. In fact, when we were, I was at an accident scene the other day down in the Veterans, coming in Tampa, and there was a car fire. I actually put it on my um, uh, page, and uh, there was a car fire, and two or three, uh, two, two or three stadies came flying down the berm of the road right to get to it. So, a couple of civilian cars thought, oh, I'm just going to go ahead and get out there. And so what happened was some big monster truck, a big white Chevy, I think it was, or Ford, you know, with the monster tires, he decided to just say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play blocker man. So he gets over on the berm and doesn't let the people fly up on the berm. Okay, when realistically, you're not supposed to be blocker man. You're really not. But you're not supposed to fly up the berm you're, either. You're right, but... You're right, but the guy that gets over on the... Well, let me tell you the end result. When we finally got up to that point, a state he was out writing tickets to two cars. I think it was two cars and Blocker Man. So everybody was getting a ticket. You know, so you it was all wrong. You're better off allowing... You know, people's pride gets reared up. And there's been tractor trail... I talked to a trucker one time that was... There was cars coming up along the berm. He decided to block it, and some car ran into him. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of damage. Oh, right? I've seen a video of one of them. Well, there wasn't a lot of damage, but guess what happened when the ambulance, or not the ambulance, when the tr- tow truck or the cop was coming and the tow truck was coming because the car had damage to where it had to be done. Guess what happened? The guy in the car. Ow, ow. Exactly, my neck. He literally laid on the ground and started asking for assistance because all of a sudden he developed pain. So now the trucker, he got terminated because the company that um, I was with couldn't hire the guy because of an accident with injury that was deemed his fault. And all he did was try to block the lane and somebody, you know, just... De- you know, bumped him. It wasn't really a major thing, but now he had a DOT recordable with quote injury. You know, and he even told me, he said, "Listen, the guy was walking around, and then when he seen the amb- when he seen the tow truck and the statey coming, he laid he laid down and started saying he's in pain, and and therefore it became a major incident. So all I'm saying is, just because there's people running up on the berm." Let them go. Let your pride go, man. Let them get in trouble by themselves. You're risking yourself getting in trouble. And that's what happened to that monster truck the other day. Literally last week when when I was sitting, we were sitting in traffic and that statey was so mad. You know why? Because that state cop came flying up and he was trying to get to the accident 
and and he couldn't get to it because there was a, a handful of cars that were blocked and mm-hmm. and now he had to sit there and the monster truck had moved out so that means everybody tightened up he couldn't get back in and the only thing for that monster truck to do now was go up to the car fire and he couldn't do that so now all of them were going to get in trouble no matter what they were all getting tickets mm. so mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so listen i want to move on i want to move on to what originally i thought you were talking about you're talking about passing on generations to generations yeah i kind of had it all bunched together you kind of twisted that a little bit but i think the audience is used to your twisted mind <laughs> now, now listen to me for a second listen listen to me for a second let's let's reel this down a notch i want to talk about i thought that was actually a really good subject yeah you know because let me tell you why i say that um our truck drivers passing it down some are yes absolutely so my grandfather passed it down to me and it's a great profession, but you see the problem is you're gonna have some you're gonna have some guys out there going oh I wouldn't want my son driving a truck. It's good enough for you, but it's not good enough for your son. I wouldn't want my son driving a truck not with today's not with today's industry and all the regulations. You know, Bill, that's a, that is such. It doesn't hurt to teach them what the terms are though, even if they're not gonna do that. You know. The, dr- the 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 kid might want to be a scientist, not a truck driver, but still no, giving him the information is not going to hurt. No, I'm talking about a kid that wants to drive. Some of these I've seen guys in blogs saying, "Oh, I wouldn't let my kid drive. I would I would steer them away. I would never give this advice." All because people are miserable. First off, anybody that's miserable in trucking, if you're miserable out there on the road, you really probably shouldn't be there. Honestly, I seen a guy in a blog the other day. Right, he's been driving a month. He writes on this blog, how do you guys put up, how do you guys do this? It's such a lonely job. Well, it is a lonely job unless you enjoy it. it right. That's, if you, you either love it or you don't. And if you don't, it's going to be lonely. Therefore, if you're miserable, don't, don't stop your son or your nephew or somebody's friend from letting their young man become a truck driver. We have young guys that write into us that are 17, 18, uh, you know, saying, hey, I can't wait to get out there on the road. It's what their dream is. Why discourage somebody from that dream if that's what they like? It's Yeah, it's not for everyone, but yet there's a lot of professions that aren't for everyone, and it takes someone special to do that, and it takes someone special to be a driver. I'll tell you what, if you're a driver and you have a son or a daughter oh, yeah. that wants, that has the calling, I knew that. Well, I knew when I was young that I wanted to do it because I love to be out there. He likes to go bye-bye. I love going bye-bye. And I'm just saying it was my passion, the big rigs, you know, the smell, everything. I loved it. And my whole thing would be this. If I was back in the road and I had a, a son that wanted to at least, number one, go at least f- as a writer. You know what I mean? Just to get him out there. Mm-hmm. And see if he gets the bug. Is it something he really wants? Because if he does have the bug, I would want to be the one to at least mentally train him. Right. I might not be in this today, in today's industry. It's tough to train your own kid because most companies won't let you do that. But at least you can give a lot of advice on what to look for, what to expect, how to do it, how to do it right, how to be safe, how to survive out there. Right. Just all, all the good advice that you should be passing on, period. But you can give them that advice on what to expect so that they're not getting, you know, the advice quote from the school bus. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's what I'm getting at. Like if, if you're one of those guys that are like, 
Well, I don't want my kid driving a truck, man. It sucks, man. I wouldn't you give and this, your voices. I wouldn't give this job to my worst nightmare. I wouldn't give it to my enemy, man. I wouldn't have no one drive a tractor. Train. And then they need to get their butt off of the out of the tractor trailer. If they have that poor of an attitude, that that's why they don't have a yeah, good experience pissing, being a driver. You got a bad attitude towards it. Stop pissing in your own cereal and your kid. I'm just saying this. Would you? So, what if your kid really is going to become a trucker, and you don't, and you're just trying to discourage him and discourage him? Now he becomes a truck driver without your help and without your advice. Right. So, and I've heard so many guys say this crap that oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want my kid driving a truck. Oh, BS. You know what I mean? Come on, man. I, I would, I would not mind my kid driving a track trailer at all. And and cause if that's what he wants to do, right? Honestly, I mean, nobody was going to stop I, me. I would be pleased because you know I know how important truck driving is. I I would. Nobody was going to stop me from driving truck when I decided I was going to do it. There, there was nobody going to talk me out of it. That's what I wanted. I realized, man, this is what I want to do. I'm like, I was smoked on it, man. I was, st- I mean, stoked rather. <laughs> smoked. smoked. <laughs> that would have failed. No, but seriously, I was stoked on being a trucker. And like, if my grandfather would have tried to talk me out of it. Nobody was going to talk me out of it because I wanted to do it. So all I'm saying is pass it down. Pass the, pass the love of trucking down. Pass 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 some of the, the things that a lot of people complain about, about how com- truckers really should communicate. Pass on using your CB. Mm-hmm. Pass on helping other drivers. I have something to say about that then. Pass too. on respecting the industry. Pass on being the right kind of truck driver. In fact, Teach your kids if, if you you can actually be part of the solution someday by teaching your, your your kids the respect of the industry and really there is a good part of the trucking industry. Anybody that whines and bitches and pisses in his own cereal and cries all the time how he hates trucking, I have zero respect for anybody like that. Zero, mm-hmm. because that's just somebody that shouldn't be behind freaking tractor trailer driving if you're gonna cry. I know so many guys that retired 30 and 40 years, and yes, it's changing. And yeah, us drivers from back then, okay, we may not like the way the regulations are today and how everything is today. But you know what? If you're a young truck driver, that's all you know, and you love it, okay? In fact, 30-some years ago when I was in the truck, okay, with my grandfather and then 25 years ago when I was driving, guess what? My rules that I learned were different than what my grandfather learned. It was a totally different regulations with everything across the country. And and you want to know something? It literally, my generation was was probably going, yeah, those guys had it better back then. And the, and the guys today, the young guys coming up today, help these guys. They're probably thinking the same thing. Yeah, I hear all the time all the old school truckers, man, they had it made, and it was so great because they're always bragging on the CB and the truck stop. You, you guys are discouraging these young guys. Yes, we had it better, according to us. But if we were a young guy right now, we wanted to get out there on the road, guess what? We would like it, okay? Mm -hmm. Because those young guys, they're coming in with not knowing the rules we were under, not knowing paper logs and all that other stuff that we were allowed to get away with. These young guys, they're used to doing it the new regulatory way. Yeah, when they went to school. Stop discouraging, start encouraging, okay? Again, I just want to reiterate one thing, all right? Encourage, don't discourage. Right. Help it and and stop complaining about it. Honestly, if you hate trucking that bad, get out of trucking. All right. You know what's funny? I hear people at every different job. Literally, you can go and talk to a Walmart guy and he will bitch and moan about his job. And then you can meet somebody that's been there 15 years and he loves it. Right? 
Yeah. And somebody, you can go to somebody that works for, I don't know, uh, what, what's a big, co- like a Coca-Cola or AT&T. And I'll guarantee you, you can go in an office and you could find one guy that's always bitching and moaning because the AT&T is not like they used to be, man. And there's another guy that's been there 30 years ago, man, I love my job. I'm just saying, same with trucking. You always got the guy that's bitching and moaning, and there's always the really good guys that love being in trucking. So pass it on, pass it down to the young guys and gals that want to learn how to drive a truck. That's my advice, okay? Sounds good. So we're going to move on. Why don't you tell them about one of our sponsors, J.J. Keller, Ruthann. J.J. Keller is the DOT-compliant paperwork people. Well, that's just one of the little things that they do. They do a lot of things. They do a lot of other things, but that's one of the things that they do. And because, you know, the truckers that are older, that are one owner-operator, they didn't have as much stuff to do to be compliant, I think. That's right. Now that there is so many rules and regulations, even though you're passing that info on to your son or daughter, when they're becoming the owner-operator, J.J. Keller will give a hand on making sure that some of that stuff is definitely compliant with these, with today's regulations. Well, and Well, real quick, I'll say it again. What I hear a lot of problems with small trucking companies is staying compliant mm-hmm. and keeping up to date on their paperwork for, I'm serious, a couple bucks a month. It's not much. J.J. Keller, it's like, it's like hiring your own office staff that will take care of all your paperwork. And when, if you get audited or anything like that in trucking by DOT, JJ, JJ Keller will have you in line. And if you're a guy trying to get into the trucking industry, as far as becoming an owner operator, you need your DOT and all that stuff. They'll help you file all that stuff. Oh yeah. They have lots of nice stuff. Their number. You want to tell them? Yep. A number for JJ Keller. Check them out. Tell them Talk CDL sent you over there. 888-601-2017. That's 888-601-2017. Seven. We're then moving on. You were saying about the CB. Oh, go ahead. What about CB? Well, I was on, you know, there's, there's on Facebook, they have a lot of different groups and women in trucking. I belong to that group. And the one woman had come in there and she had said, um, you know, about the CB. She had just bought a really cute new CB. It was pink and black. And yes, I know it's a girly color, but you know, it was a Cobra. So they were going through and they're doing all this different stuff. And she was asking advice. She said, it's been a while. Wanted to know, you know, she was saying about uh, a handle and so forth. And they were talking about how people come up with their CB handle. But then one person in there said, I don't know. Um, I haven't used a CB in years. It was nothing but a bunch of junk and all that other stuff that they were talking about when you're on the CB. And this one woman, Michelle went on there and she said, listen, You can say what you want. You can turn it down, but the purpose of a CB is so important. And she went on and explained everything that we are always saying about how important it is for accidents. And she said, went through this whole thing, whether or not a chicken house is open. Um, Police reports. Yeah. Backups. Everything. um, Accidents, weather, everything. Construction. She she went through and said, "This is it's so important because you could hear this stuff and you know ahead of time and you're not you're not suffering any kind of consequences then by being late or anything like that." And I wanted to just basically say how great it was that that there was a woman on there going in and standing up for being on the CB and and you know a lot of the women were on it, but she was able to point out so many good points on why it's so important for a CB, especially now with the weather and stuff. Well, I'm gonna. I'm going to leave that subject. Well, I'm not going to leave it, but let me just say this. As far as a group of guys 
that are out there somewhere in the United States right now. And their group is growing. I'm going to tell you who, who that group is. It's a group of guys that survived a major accident but still got into an accident or maybe slid by one because they didn't have their CB. There's a group of guys that now have a CB mm-hmm. because they were the same guys that were saying, oh, all you got to do is drive with sense. All you got to do is stay alert and be a real truck driver. I hear guys, that, there's so many guys out there that say that, mm-hmm. and they don't realize, like up on 80 on in Pennsylvania, the curvy, mountainy road, and, and coming around a corner, and, and there's an accident or something on the road that somebody on the CB might have been hailing you, saying, eastbound, back out of it. There's a, a wreck in the passing lane, and you come around a corner and wreck because you didn't know it, because... You're just an alert trucker that's going to be real cautious and be a real trucker because you don't need a CB. I'm telling you, there's a growing group right now of guys Mm -hmm. that bragged and thought they didn't need a CB. Wait, I got this one. I'm sick and tired of the language and the bad mouths on that CB, man. I don't like to hear that. My virgin ears. Guess what? I'm just saying. That's that CB is a tool. It's part of your job. And you know what? I know there's guys probably put their middle finger right now at their radio as I'm, I'm I'm saying that. But I'm just telling you guys for your own good. There's a group of guys growing that are buying CBs because they really ate crow because they got into an accident or they almost got into a deathly accident and they went, "Damn, I didn't even see. I didn't even know that was there. I bet I better get a CB." Well, here's the thing: you could drive with caution. But sometimes you you don't have eyes behind your trailer, and you could uh, you could have done your inspection and never realized. Now all of a sudden going down the road because you just drove and even could have been seconds afterwards, you your back lights aren't working and you have no idea your back lights aren't working. And if you have a CB and the person behind you is trying to hail you and tell you, hey buddy, your your back lights are all out. That's true. That is true. You know, that's a ticket, mm-hmm. you know, whether you know it or not. Well, it's not just a ticket. It could also be an accident. Absolutely. And lights can go out just like that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, you guys have no idea, like you just said, Ruth Ann, It's You really now have thousands of drivers' eyes looking out for you if you have a CB. Right. Absolutely. Bear reports, backup reports, accidents, uh, uh, black ice ahead. It's just, it's starting to freeze up up on the hill mm-hmm. there. Blah, 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 blah. And you know what? You guys that don't have a CB, you just keep driving with sense because you're never going to have an accident. I guarantee, I don't guarantee it. Ruth, Ruth, you ready to move on? Moving on. You're moving on. You know what I've seen? I was reading, which is kind of interesting. Actually, you know what? Let me let me tell you about one more of our sponsors, National Carriers out of Dallas. Dallas. Awesome company. The big blue Kenworth T680s, so 76-inch sleepers, beautiful truck, beautiful mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And what's really cool about them, they don't do broker freight. So you always have loads waiting for you. I'm sure I got friends at work over there. Mm-hmm. You know, trucker Ron used to be on the show. Mm-hmm. He, he's been at national for like three years and he absolutely adores the place. Um, regional runs, uh, company runs, team runs, dedicated runs, uh, over the road runs and lease. They got a great percentage lease contract. If you have leasing experience and if you're a new student, that's got a trucking school certificate call Ruth Ann, give them the number. 888. 888- That's 888-311-7076. National Carriers or NCI. Give them a call. Tell them TalkCDL told you to call over there. And, hey, check them out. It's worth at least a phone call. I'm telling you. I would not endorse companies on this show that I didn't think really were doing good in the industry. And they're good people. I've talked Mm -hmm. to them a million times. Oh, yeah. They actually have a great attitude over there. So let's move on. 
Um, I was I was looking at this uh, article that I read. It says TSA, which stands for Truckload Carriers Association, and I don't normally name this type of a thing. TSA can't be Truckload Carrier Association. T- I'm sorry, TCA. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm sitting there like thinking, wow. what the heck? What was missing? <laughs> yeah, how did I do that? Well, I can tell you how you did it <laughs> I, I, because it's Truckload Carriers Association. No, TCA Truckload Truck. Like Truckload Carriers Association and Carriers Edge has selected the best for hire trucking companies. And, and I don't normally um, give companies free. And not that it's not free. I just don't normally um, name companies because I don't know the companies myself. Okay. So I'm not, I'm trying not to say this is just their opinion right. based on their criteria. And you can actually go over to the, Truckload Carriers Association page and read it, but they named uh, the 2021 best fleets to drive for. Okay. You know, and this is according to their criteria. You can go over to their page, Carriers Edge and all, and just read what the criteria is. If you're a trucking company, you can go over there and check it out. Maybe you guys can make the list for next year, but they named their top 20. I'm going to just name them. Okay. And uh, shout out to these companies for making the uh, the 20 list. I Again, this is their list. You and I might make the Talk CDL's best trucking companies to drive for, and maybe none of these companies make it on there. You know, it's just it's just the opinion of Carrier's Edge and the TCA, okay? I'm That's curious. All, you're curious? Yeah. Well, I don't know that it's... I'm going to tell you, I don't think that it's number one. This is the number one company. So I'm just going to just go one through 20, and I don't think, again, that number one is the number one. They just... Put them in there. They didn't put them in any specific order. Right. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Now, the the first one on the list is American Central Transport out of Kansas City, Missouri. Good job. Number two, Bison Transport out of Winnipeg, Manitoba. Oh, Canadian. Uh, number three, Boyle Transportation out of Belarcia, Mass. I don't know, man, how much good comes out of Mass. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Central Oregon Truck Company, Inc. in Redmond, Redmond, Oregon, Challenger in Cambridge, Ontario, another Canadian company, Chief Carriers in Grand Island, Nebraska, Herb Transport in New Hamburg, Ontario. That was my grandfather's name. Herb? Herb. 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 No, this is Herb, not Herb. E-R-B, not H-E-R-B. Oh, sorry. Okay. Mine was Herb. I'm not one of those, you know, never mind. Okay. (laughs) Fortigo, number eight, Fortigo Freight Services in Etoboki, Ontario. Three companies from Canada made their list. Yeah, I only really recognize one so far. Yeah. Number Go nine, to. number nine, Fremont Contract Carriers out of Fremont, Nebraska. Number ten, FTC Transportation Inc., Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Number eleven, Garner Trucking Inc., Finley, Ohio. Number twelve, Grand Island Express out of Grand Island, Grand Island Nebraska. Number 13, Halvor Lines, Inc., as Superior, Wisconsin. Number 14, Jetco Delivery, Houston, Texas. Number 15, Nussbaum Transportation Services, Inc., out of Hudson, Illinois. Number 16, Prime, Inc., in Springfield, Missouri. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. 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 
things that make you go, hmm. Number 17, <laughs> Swift. Oh, no, I'm kidding. That's, that's um, not Swift. It's Thompson E. Keller Trucking, Inc. in Defiance, Ohio. Number 18, Transpro Freight Systems Limited. Number 19, CR England. Oh, just kidding. It's it's uh, They're not on there. <laughs> Number 19, Wellington Motor Freight in Aberfoyle, Ontario. And number 20, Wilson Logistics, Inc. in Springfield, Missouri. I knew three companies out of all those. Yep. I mean, no, I've, heard of, I've heard of a bunch of them. I only heard of three. I've heard of a bunch of them. Hey, you know what? They made the list. Hey, congrats, guys. But, you know, again, I'm going to say this. I'm not endorsing those companies. I'm just reading this thing because I don't personally know that they're a great company because I haven't run any criteria on ours. Yeah, so we haven't done a study. And you got to see what their criteria will be. It might have to deal with so many trucks. It might have to deal with so many drivers or, you know, like accidents or it, there could be so many things that are, are all part of that to where they came up. Because honestly, that one company makes you go, what? Well, it's just like when you <laughs> when you're sitting with your buddies in high school and you name the top five hot chicks in school, and your buddies are going, "Oh, <laughs> what, are you, what are you freaking blind? Where did she get on the list? Ill. <laughs> I, I mean, it's so. I'm just saying that's uh, you know almost the same uh, hoochamahach. Ruthann, let's uh, go ahead and move on and. Uh, let's go ahead and name one more sponsor for the day. Rev Insurance. Rev. Tell them about Rev. Rev is the person to go to when you want to check out all your insurance options. Well, that the you trucking, need. the trucking insurance company to go to, not the person. Well, yeah, it's not. It's, uh, call Rev. There's only one guy working there. Well, Gino's there, but no, you know, no, it's no Rev is a company, and yeah. they only work with trucking companies right. and truckers right. for their insurance. And this is what I keep telling everybody, and and let us know. About the people we sponsor, also um, call Rev. Mm-hmm. I mean it. Just pick up the phone, call Rev. Here's their number. It's eight hundred three four seven five three seven three. Call this company and see if they actually can. I would love for drivers to call us and go, "Hey, that Rev really did get us a good deal." Yeah. Or they call us and go, "That Rev man, they're a little bit on the high side." Wait. <laughs> but you never know. I mean, remember that Geico? Yeah. Remember Geico. Yeah. Everybody's like bragging or Geico. They would always brag on the radio, and I called them one day. And they like tripled my cost. Same here. I don't think Rev would do that. I'm just saying you don't know until you call. So you don't. I would love a little experiment. Guys, pick up the phone and call Rev and 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 give them your information. It's what? A couple minutes and they could say, here's what we can do for you. And and you might you might have a I know owner operators are paying through the roof right now on insurance. Mm-hmm. And here's a company that is like hooked up with all the all the all the agencies and everything across the country w- to where they can run a search real quick right. and say, "Hey, listen, this one's going to give you cheaper. We, yeah, we could save you thirty five hundred dollars, or you, you never know because some of them are paying like twenty grand. Some some small uh, enterprise right now, it's insane. I have a, and I mean twenty grand like a month. I have not a friend a, not that's a year. that's at five thousand right now is what he was quoted a, a from month. someone. That's mm-hmm. a month. Mm-hmm. And I, that's, I don't think he quoted. He didn't call Rev yet that's or anything cheap, like though. that. Five thousand is not bad a month. Is he a, is he an owner operator? He bought a truck, but he has a truck part because he don't have the uh, uh, I, money to get it going. Yeah, I know a guy right now that, honestly, he he actually had a bad accident. So he went out and spent all his money on a W900, and nobody would insure him. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, I mean, I was like, he's stuck with, I think he, it was like, not a, it was a use when he paid like 60 grand for, paid it it's, off. That's still a lot of money. I know, man, and I was talking to him, he's like, man, I'm just searching somewhere to, to lease this thing on. I'm like, 
well, try, why don't you try this company or try that company? And then he would call me back and he'd be like, no, they can't take me because of the accident. No, they can't take me every single time. And I was thinking, wow. It's one of the biggest misconceptions that a driver can have, thinking that when they go to owner-operator that they can get away with more. Yeah. And it's really, you, you still have the same qualifications as a regular driver. Yeah. There's no difference. And don't get me wrong, like, there's guys out there that'll go to these small owner-operators. And you owner-operators that take a chance hiring just anybody. Mm-hmm. If these guys mess up like they've been messing up their whole life, I'm talking about the real bad ones, mm-hmm. your entire business is gone, believe me. I know, yeah. I know a small fleet of probably five trucks or less right now, and the guy will literally hire anybody that... Co- if you have a CDL and it's valid, he will find a way to get you on. And I mean, bad bad DUIs and guys with two, three DUIs or rollovers and texting and drivings and all that other stuff. Honestly, you're 10 times better off giving a truck driver... Well, he don't pay crap, this guy. Uh-huh. He's I was liter- going to say, because, you know... You, you <laughs> excuse me. No, you know what he pays? I'm serious. It, this is. I want to mention the date because of the the pay. It's what? What's today's date? January the what? Tenth. January tenth. Are you ready for this? This guy. He has. I think he has like five trucks, and because he'll take anybody, like the guys that really honestly they can't get a job anywhere. Like literally nobody will hire him. He will hire them. You know what he pays? Hmm. Forty cents a mile. When everybody else is paying around fifty or more. He's paying for. I mean, you can, students don't even drive for forty cents a mile on January tenth, two thousand twenty-one. They 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 come into the industry over forty cents, and this guy's taking experienced drivers because they screwed up, and he's not paying them crap. But he doesn't realize as soon as one of them screws up in his truck, he's gonna lose his trucks. Mm-hmm. Kind of a crazy, mm-hmm. crazy, 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 crazy way of thinking, guys. Listen to me. I'm gonna tell you the best way to hire a truck driver: pay them good money, and then you can get you'll attract better truck drivers. If you're not paying good money, you're not going to attract the guys the best. If you're paying really good, you get to say who you hire. If if you're cheap with your your freight or your 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 drivers, then guess what? You got to take what comes to the table for you. And that's usually not the greatest. Ruthann, should we roll along here? Do you have a, a word of the day? I do. You do? Mm-hmm. What do you got? Hold on, I got to turn my mute off. Is she going to get it right on the first try? Badinage. 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 That that doesn't sound. Never mind. Badinage. 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 And who and who do we are we bring this by? Who 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 brings us the word of the day? Word genius. Guys, check out Word Genius and listen. Just so you know, Word Genius is not one of Talk CDL sponsors. We just kind of hooked up or not hooked up with. We just kind of hooked on to them. Ruth Ann gets the word of the day every day, and she's like, yeah, I'm just going to mention it, and, and we'll start helping them grow. So if you're looking to get a word every day sent to you, some new word in a vocabulary, that's a pretty cool way to learn different languages. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is you get the new word of the day, the definition, where it's from, a breakdown of it, and, and you can get it spoken to you so you actually understand how to pronounce it, and then you can use it in a sentence and literally... Smarten yourself up a little bit. I'm telling you, it's just a way to grow. They also have games. They also have games. Mm-hmm. So badinage. Badinage. Bad, how do you spell it? B-A-D. B-A-D. I-N. I-N. A-G-E. Badinage. Badinage. And, and what is it, a noun? Is it, a it is a noun, and it's French mid-17th century. And what does badinage mean? Humorous or witty conversation. That's pretty cool. He's talking about me. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm a witty, humorous guy. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you are humorous. Yeah, yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's like, yeah, you just made fun of me, asshole. 
<laughs> What'd you say to me, boy? Huh? No CB? <laughs> All right. Um, do we have anything else? I hope everybody started the good uh, this year out pretty good. 2021. Guys, keep the faith. I mean this sincerely. Trucking is is better than we think it is. And, you know, um, sometimes with all this crap going on, and I want to talk about some things on the next episode about what truckers really faced in 2020. But, um, guys, if we just keep our chins up, what's great about trucking, we still get to go out there and see the country and go bye-bye like we like doing. Honestly, that's exactly... He loves bye-bye. Listen, I know some of you guys are doing it for the job, and I know some of you are doing it for the money, but I know a lot of you guys that are out there, you just love doing it. Honestly, you just love to play-play. Remember on on uh, uh, The Color of Money with Tom Cruise and Paul Newman when he was shooting pool? He was a hustler. And, and he's like, <laughs> he took the guy's money, and he's like, well... Let's keep going. He said, I'm out of money. He said, no, well, let's play, play. <laughs> let's just play. <laughs> I think some truckers would just drive if, you know, I mean, if they weren't getting paid. Hey, I you know, so. just give me a trip. I'll still take it. Yeah, I think yeah. some of them just, it's, it's like you said, it's in their blood. They just need to, to, to stay out there. They go home and they have maybe not a whole lot at home. You know, they just enjoy being out on the road so much. They don't really, they didn't really make a whole lot at home. So they enjoy being out. They once asked Michael Jordan how he got so great. He said it was the love of the game. He mm-hmm. loved it so much. He said, I loved it so much, I probably would have done it for free. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm serious. He, and that's usually the guy that excels and loves his job. The guy that actually, he just wants to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's great to get paid for it also. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell everybody, if you're good at something and you're successful first and you have a love for it, money follows that anyways. People yeah. are going to pay you for your service. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is look. If you guys don't, we were talking about these guys before that don't love trucking. If you don't love trucking, go do what you love. I'm not trying to put you down, but if, if you're if you're pissy and you hate the industry, go find the thing you love. People will pay you. If you're good at it, you can do it. Mm-hmm. That's my encouragement to anybody. Just oh, yeah. do what you really like. You can make a job out of it. So, guys, and Stand behind your kid. And yeah, Guys, stand behind your, your son. If he wants to become a trucker, don't try and talk him out of or it. Or she. Or she. You know, it's, you know, I'll tell you what. Sometimes when you say no, you, you push them towards it. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like trying to deter your daughter from dating the guy you hate. Mm-hmm. And you know what happens to, to that daughter? She ends, up, yeah, she ends up running <laughs> away with the clown. You know, if, you're not, if you really don't want him to be a trucker, just let him do his thing. And if he ends up, that's why I said, take him out on the road, right? And, and you'll know if the guy's like, hey, when are we going next? Or can I go with you again? If, if that kid's wanting to go all the time, he's probably going to be a trucker. He likes being out there, you know? He likes bye-bye, too. He likes bye-bye, too. Ruthann, we're out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.